Shall we kick in? Because I wasn't I wasn't recording. Normally I just press record and I would have loved to have what you just said, but um but I don't have it and I'm not gonna ask you to redo it because we don't do we're not no. that slick. Um what I said was I think that I deserve a pay rise. Yeah. And you said I'm gonna triple your salary. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I said, Is this on the record? And you said no. Yeah. And it wasn't. <laughs> so, so that 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 cuts that. Uh, good. Let's do the let's do the intro piece. Do you want to do the intro piece? Okay. You always say this to me, and I never ever have it written out. I know you don't, but Hello, you're really good. You welcome. always get it right. To look at me, listen. Two old radio heads going through six topics in around about thirty minutes, with their opinions and stories thrown in, bearing in mind that we do not know what the other person is going to say. Cue hilarity and spontaneity. Oh, indeed. indeed. M- much hilarity. You're welcome to contribute. Look at uniquemedia.ie or tweet. Look at at uh, look at podcast on Twitter. Well, firstly, let's start off with. There, there wasn't much activity on Twitter this week. No, because social media mails away. She is. And I had said I'd get my daughter to do it, but pff, I forgot to ask her. Oh, that, the reason I didn't genuinely, the reason I, I didn't. I don't believe you. Because I thought Holly was going to do it. Yeah, sure you did. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just, no more than yourself, I just say things. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never believe you again. But what we did say before recording was I was going to ask you about your recent maladies but I wanted to do it on air so that people would feel sorry for you you've been walking around for the guts of two and a half three weeks on a broken foot okay well if, if you were listening on the last episode of look at will you listen um in fact on previous episodes about two Saturday two weeks ago Saturday three weeks ago tomorrow because we record this on a, on a Friday. So I, I jumped to kill a fly. I went down on my left foot. <clears throat> I went over on the foot. And um, I thought I'd pulled some ligaments. It was very sore. I'll be the first one to admit. Um, so I was walking around. And then the following Wednesday, I'll just g- briefly give the story. I was going out a step out, out, out the door. And I went over on the other foot. Because I was trying to compensate for the soreness in the other one. So it turns out last Sunday, it got really, really sore. Uh, the two of them. <clears throat> Actually, no, the right one was more sore. So I said, I'll go down to the Swift Care, which I did. And they were very good, I have to say. But I'm, I'm just going to show you this now. Can you see that? Oh, wow. That's way bigger than I thought it was going to be. So that's... Uh, th- they told me... Firstly, I said, well, the one on the right is, is worse than the one on the left. Um, they x-rayed the, both of them and they said, well, actually, the one on the left is broken. And the one on the right, you have a sprained ankle. That's a huge boot. You look like you're going to go into space or something like that. <laughs> it's a big... It's your right leg. And they're difficult to drive, these these boots. I imagine they're impossible to gauge the pressure. It, it is. Actually, the other night, it's funny, We, we I was down the country with my daughter during the week and we were sitting there in, in a hotel having a beer before dinner and I put my foot down and I put it down on her foot. <laughs> but I didn't know <laughs> because you can't feel anything in these things. Oh, <laughs> Like so, it, it took her a minute to uh, to get it, which was quite funny. But not that, listen, they're, they're they're not that awkward. It could be worse. That listen, both are healing slowly, but they're both healing. It's just I was walking around with a with a broken foot for two weeks and a sprained ankle for ten days. That is absolutely desperate. It's also the only time I can imagine you really putting the foot down with your daughters because I imagine they wouldn't take they wouldn't stand for that. Oh, not at all. No, so it's the only way you're going to get it done. Exactly, wrapped around the finger here. But um, no, they didn't give me any sympathy either. Nobody did. That's terrible. Well, I feel very sympathetic. I've never broken any bones, but I've heard it's appalling and terrible and awful and, and the worst thing ever. You just walked around on it. But, um, it. It was sore and it was getting, it was easing. 
Now the boot I have to say yeah. when, like a, kind of when you take it off at night or, or take it off for a break during the day you can feel the benefit uh, because the, the left one the broken one it's a hairline fracture but it's, it's a break um, it's, it's getting there the, 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 the bloody the, the ankle is, is very painful at times Well nobody needs that in the middle of a pandemic Certainly not Anyway, that's my tale of woe. And thank you. I t- texted you on Sunday just to let you know. And you were very kind to give me some some text sympathy. Well, I feel very sympathetic. Thank you. Which is more than anybody. Everyone else. Firstly, it's a case of how did you do it? Well, I was trying to kill this fly. <laughs> no, I need to come up with a better story. We're saving the old woman from the robbers. I told you. Yes. This. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> OK. Um, right. We're, we're five minutes in. We've just yes. we've just lost Janine. What what did you say that time? So our first topic is current. I said something absolutely hilarious and brilliant, but you must have missed it. <laughs> so annoying! I can never repeat it. It was too funny. Well, I know that. I could see you break cracking yourself up. Um, first topic is current affairs. Loosely, yes. what have we got loosely. first? From the Irish Examiner, banned from Irish shelves, cotton bud sticks, plastic cutlery plates, stirs, mm-hmm. and straws. You're nodding as if this is also your topic. No, it's not my topic, but I have, I have, I've read it all right, yeah. Yes, I didn't actually make it up. It is true. <laughs> According to the Department for the Environment, cotton bud sticks, cutlery plates, stirrers, chopsticks, which I, I never see disposable chopsticks. I um, I quite like using chopsticks. Listen, you 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 would eat in places that wouldn't have disposable. You're far too posh for that. <laughs> I love that you keep saying that. The more you say it, the more true I think it'll become. <laughs> so all of this stuff is banned. Impact of single-use plastics, which are items typically used once and then thrown out, is the biggest culprit, it says, when it comes to littering the world's oceans. The EU said up to 70% of marine litter in the block's waters is from single-use plastics, so you won't be able to do that anymore. I haven't seen the documentary that everyone has been watching, Sea Spiracy, but apparently it's disturbing and we'll think differently about the ocean after watching it. Everybody's been watching it. Everybody's been watching it. Yeah, it's one of those ones. Don't know if you saw my face. I'd know what you're talking about. (laughs) Uh, And the other thing that I read in this article of note to me is the do not flush symbol will be going on stuff that you shouldn't flush. And I know we've talked about this before, but stop flushing things you shouldn't flush this is this is maybe the one thing that i do right in life i know what to flush and i know what not to flush if you've got a wipe do you flush that down that's gonna clog up everything it's gonna clog up the arteries of the sewers but certain don't wipes you can flush certain wipes you can i still don't flush them okay. i still don't trust them because they're quite hefty <clears throat> but there's gonna be a new do not flush symbol so hopefully we'll be all deterred by the symbol which is accompanied by a turtle in a separate box can you flush a goldfish you can. I would be comfortable flushing a goldfish because it's biodegradable. Okay. I assume that's okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, don't I don't know. Actually. Can you flush I a haddock? Wrong. Can you flush a hamster, did you say? No, a haddock. Oh, a haddock. I mean, you could You could try okay. in, in pieces. It, this is very mafia territory we're going to here, I feel. Well, I'm moving on to horses' heads, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would like to see... I've, I, I would like to see you try and kill a fly and I would like to see you try and flush a haddock. I kill many flies. Um, I I, really I, you. I came out I came out the worst on one occasion. Yes. Um, and I have flushed uh, flushed uh, goldfish down the loos. When's the last time, if this is not too personal a question, you used an earbud? I don't really oh, use them that much. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, I mean, I use them a couple. I find something interesting to do with them a couple times a year. It's probably not as interesting as I'm making it sound. <laughs> I don't really use them that much. My dad is a huge earbud fan. He would use them every day. Okay. And is he trying to get the earwax? This is going to get disgusting. Is he trying to get the, <laughs> the earwax out of his ear? Because they just push the earwax back in. I think it's the top of the ear that he cleans. Oh, kind that's of fair enough. That kind of thing. He would like get and everything. Um, he's a yeah, massive enthusiast. He used to work for a company that made them. So he, and so, so it's he, like if, if it, my, my aunt used to work for uh, Player Wills, the cigarette okay. company. Yes. Years yes. In, and up until... She died. Uh, well, actually, a uh, uh, cousin of hers as well worked. One of them uh, still smoked and they still got cigarettes sent to them. So your father's oh, the wow. same. He gets the earbuds sent to him. Which is really important. Uh, my dad, though, is also incredibly hygienic. He's the cleanest man you've ever seen. <laughs> he's even cleaner than you are. And you're clean. Like he's, he's really, really, really worryingly clean. I don't know what way to take that. Yeah, neither do I. I don't yeah. know what way I meant it. but um, <laughs> In a good way. You're definitely cleaner than I am. Okay. <laughs> and on that note, what is your current affairs story? I think we should probably leave it there. You're probably correct. <laughs> um, I love this one. An 18-year-old man had to be rescued from a hole he dug on the beach after it collapsed on him. <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> it is funny. <laughs> it's not funny. It would it be funny if it ended badly. Um, I hope he can see the funny side of it and I hope it's not really offensive. But that's pretty funny. I mean, an 18-year-old digging a hole in the beach is pretty funny anyway. But What kind of a spade had he got? Had he got a JCB, <laughs> for God's sake? Emergency <laughs> services were called by the Coast Guard to Fistral Beach in Newquay uh, on Thursday. They found the man trapped in the hole he dug in the sand after it fell on him. Uh, the four said friend and be- friends and beachgoers all worked together to dig the man to safety. Wow. What kind of an idiot is that? <laughs> He's the author of his own demise, Exactly. Nearly. That's worrying. Yes. Um, and now I know we're all bored and we can't go and do anything and 18-year-olds don't get to go out to duck club like they used to. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. we're going to dig a hole. I don't know. Is he trying to dig his way out of here? That's pretty funny. It's not... I mean, obviously, it's great that it ended well, but... <laughs> he, he was allowed He was allowed to return home after being checked over by medics. Uh, New, Key, New Key Community Fire Station said this goes could easily have resulted in crushing or suffocation. Please don't dig yeah. huge holes in the sand. Sand is partial to collapse and the dry weight is around a ton per meter cubed. Wow. You wouldn't, wow. Dig, a, you wouldn't dig a hole in your garden and let your children climb in. Please don't do it on a beach either. I do have sympathy because it is it is quite boring at the moment. However, you need to be careful. Yeah, get into get into the sea and have a swim. Have a have a swim. <laughs> Again. To the kids. What size was his was his spade? I know. <laughs> How deep was the hole? Yeah. Yeah, God, that must have been scary, though, in fairness, to be in a hole and then to be attacked by your own creation. It must have been like a Victor Frankenstein moment. Yes. I've no yeah. I've no sympathy whatsoever. So what's the stupidest thing you've done? You know the stupidest thing I've done. Tried to kill a fly and went over and broke my foot. Oh, God, there's so many that yeah, I'm well, going to have to come up with something really good. <laughs> oh. I'm going to need to think about this all week, and I'm going to need to come back to you with one of the stupid things I've, stupidest things I've ever done. Um, well, just off, so many. off the top of your head, so um, can you think of any? Um, I can't think off the top of my head of something sufficiently stupid. I mean, there's lots of really dumb, forgetful things like locking yourselves in and out of rooms and that kind of thing. But oh, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm going to have to think about this and get back to you because I don't want to underplay how stupid some of the things I've done are. Okay. 
One of mine comes to mind now that there's no more than yourself. I would have to think about it and I didn't put too much thought into, into it yet. I remember as, as a young flip, uh, going back to my telegram delivering days, right? Which we always come back to. We always come back to on a motorbike. I don't believe that you did oh, that. But listen, on a motorbike in Westmoreland Street, stuck at the lights. One of my mates in the same job zooms by me. So I decide to lash off and try and catch him on O'Connell Bridge. <laughs> and I ended up in the back of a Volkswagen van. Oh, wow. Oh, it's just one of many crashes I had on that motorbike. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't break anything that time, but it was a stupid thing to do. in the first. But you learn. You live and you learn. The Connell Bridge, as wide as it is long, I believe. Yes. But one it, of the only bridges. It was busy enough with traffic, but I was still able to get up a sufficient amount of speed to bash into the van. Well, that's what matters. Exactly. And if you're going to do something stupid, that you do it at speed. Totally. In the middle of the city centre. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Look at me, I'm an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was about the size of it. Um, yeah, like if you're going to go down on the beach, did you get? Have you done any swimming this week? I haven't done any swimming this week. We we do it at the weekends now, oh, so okay. I'm looking forward to going on Sunday. Ooh. Yes, very exciting. The dog loves the beach, so. All right. She too. Does she get into the into the into the water? We go chest height, but chest height for Stevie is about two inches. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And then the waves come and they try and drown her. She doesn't really know about that yet. We'll get her in, yes. Yeah, you will indeed. Yeah. Um, okay, we'll leave the stupidest thing you've ever done. I think we should both think about that because I'm pretty sure we can both top what I just said. Yeah, I'm sure we can. Um, and if you have any <laughs> any suggestions, by the way, if you're listening and, and you want to let us know the stupidest thing you've ever done, we'd love to hear from you. Oh, we'd love to, especially for that topic. Yeah, yeah. exactly. We could do 30 <laughs> minutes on it. <laughs> 30 minutes just on mine, actually. Uh, all right, let's move on to Culture. Culture. From breaking news.ie. A rare copy of the US Declaration of Independence is up for auction after being discovered in Ireland. And um, as I've said before, everything I know about this era of American history comes from the, the musical Hamilton. Obviously. Uh, so I feel like I know a lot, but I don't. I just have watched the musical um, on multiple occasions. Yep. So it's an extremely rare copy of the Declaration of Independence. And it was once owned by the first Irish-American Catholic nominated to run in the U.S. presidential elections. And it's going to go under the auctioneer's hammer. Uh, it is often assumed that JFK was the first. Yes. Uh, well, he was the first, he was the first Irish-Catholic-American president. Yes, this is the first nominee yeah. who didn't actually want to be nominated. 89 years previously, a descendant of the Common man was the first Irish-American Catholic to claim that title. His name was Charles O'Connor. He was a distinguished attorney and politician descended from the O'Connor Don family of Common. He was nominated uh, as a Democrat and he said, you're grand, thanks Mill, I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> but they, and that's a direct quote. Uh, right. But his name still appeared on the ballot paper and he was like, ah, for fuck's sake. But anyway, he got the he got the nomination, and because of being such an important fellow, he was given one of only 200 original engraved facsimile copies of the Declaration of Independence when a reprint was issued in July uh, on, in 1823. It was created using using fine parchment, and if you fancy having it, you can for the princely sum of twenty thousand euro. And there's only 19 left in the world. Oh wait, no, there isn't. There's 31 <laughs> in the world. As of 1991, 19 are in institutions and 12 are privately owned. So this is a, a pretty rare piece of history. You'd expect it to go for a little bit more than, than 20 grand. 20 grand. Yeah, well, you can go in and you can push up the price just to be a brat. Mm, yeah, okay. 
you might get, but you know, you might get caught. You might have to end up paying, you know, your forty thousand euro for this thing that you don't really want. But. Exactly. I did, actually did a bit in the radio this morning about Leonardo da Vinci, uh, a, a seven by seven centimeter um, thing that he he um, he drew out went for was it eight and a half million yesterday. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, the Declaration of Independence then now seems a little bit overshadowed by hmm. da Vinci's so again. But now, well, I still would have thought more than twenty grand for 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 what's in it. Yes, yeah, so you're very cultured. You're getting that in there, you know. I was on the radio just talking about fine art. Well, I mean, listen, it it, it's R- it was RT Gold, obviously. It was covering all the news. All the big stories of the day. I also did a piece about how to eat a chocolate biscuit correctly. Well, that is a contentious issue, and that's well, something that you need to get right. This is it. And I interviewed 15 different people, obviously. It's a skill for life, Morning and that's what independent journalism is. This is it. Morning Ireland, eat your heart out. I've, I've just thought of something else stupid I did during the week. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> I had an uh, my, one of my eyebrows... Right, was there was a, a hair, a, a big long hair. So I got a scissors to cut it, and I cut my eyelid. Oh my god, that is terrible! Stupid. I've just remembered in college somebody trying to light their own farts, but actually lighting the arse of their pajamas at a at a house party. What an idiot! And and people having to put that out. It wasn't me though, because yeah. I wouldn't do that in public. <laughs> Well, if you're going to do that thing, you have to do it right and you you need to remove the pajama bottom. <laughs> yeah, there was an aerosol kind of... It was terrible. It was... Yeah, I had nothing to do with it, but I just remember the whole thing going up in smoke. Anyway, everybody was fine and we some, some hairs were singed, but nothing else was harmed. <laughs> it's okay, folks. <laughs> Don't worry. The yeah. stupid boy <laughs> survived the lighting of his own fart. And then you went to marry him. <laughs> that was Dave. <laughs> Did you know? <laughs> it's just, that's the kind of thing I'm into. Yeah, well. Um, what is your culture piece for the day? Well, it would obviously have to be a top 10. I look forward to a top 10 every week. <clears throat> um, and they're getting harder and harder to try and find them because I'm coming up with stupid ones now. I'm not sure how you'll feel about this one. The top 10 reason people get married. Okay, I like this, but I, I hope it's not going to be a bit sad and then make me do some deep thinking about my life. Oh, no. Well, I mean, you you got married last year. You're still, you're still kind of like Dave, as far as I can see. I got married because we have a gas time together. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's oh, very that's what it's all about. What else is there? That's, that's not one of the reasons here, because you have a gas time together. <laughs> but, um, so the uh, at 10, publicity. What? Yeah, don't ask. I've no idea. <laughs> So sad. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm so sorry for those people. They just were not raised right. Well, at nine, a financial windfall. Jesus. Grim. Okay. There's a great old movie. Um, and No, it's black and white, but it's Buster Keaton, uh, who was one of the funniest people. Him, Charlie Chaplin and, and um, Harold Lloyd are, are considered the three great geniuses. Uh, I don't like Chaplin at all. I don't find it funny at all, but the other two are really good. Buster Keaton. He came up with this idea for a movie where he had to marry somebody in a certain amount of time uh, in order to get money, and it's just the whole thing. And it's it, it is it's it's silent, but it doesn't matter. It's re- it's about two reeler, and he ends up with like there's hundreds of them turn up at the at the at the uh, at the church afterwards. Anyway, that's enough of that. Uh, financial windfall eight to share insurance. Now I presume that's American, uh, where you can share your your share insurance. Oh, this is not making me believe your in health love. insurance. Um, seven religious pressure again I'm so sorry for these people I told you like I, it, it sounded good and and then yeah. I read through it but I couldn't I couldn't find a better one uh, six we're getting better to start a family 
Okay, well that makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, the security of the family unit. Exactly. Fine. Five, and probably less so these days. I mean, 30 or 40 years ago, maybe. Five, pregnancy. Okay. Yeah, it wouldn't entice me in. Mm, no, but... I know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, I get it. I yeah. get it. Um, at four, to make a statement. I have other ways of making statements. By doing I... something stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, without having to commit myself to one human for the rest of my life, potentially. No. There's there's other ways to say what you need to say. Indeed. Uh, three, family pressure. Again, very sad and quite sinister. I think we're getting better now. Uh, well, maybe not. Two, tax relief, obviously. Obviously, that's why I did it. Yeah, I know that. Um, and at number one, to declare their love. I was going to say, is love going to come into this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I I thought that would be an obvious one, and glad that it featured. Um, the crack is is probably a good reason for an Irish one. Yeah, and to get to hang out together a lot mm-hmm. and have fun. Yeah, fun. What about fun? Do yeah. people like dads have fun anymore? I don't no. know. No, they don't. Okay, fair it's, enough. It's all about tax all, relief. Tax relief and making a statement. That's what it's all about. I I want to I want to get married for publicity. That's well. What that's I want. the only reason you did it. We know that. Yeah, I did my tiny pandemic wedding that no one came to. I did it for the publicity. Yeah, but it was all over the papers. <laughs> yes. I don't know whether I'm going to be able to come up with with top ten. It actually was. Did you know that? For the publicity. Yeah. Oh, obviously. We, we, we ended up in the paper. Oh, did you? Which one? I forgot about that. We ended up in the Guardian. <laughs> Oh right! Oh, you did too. You remember? remember you telling me, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that was because it wasn't necessarily for the wedding, though. It was because our wedding was cancelled, so we yeah. cancelled our wedding for publicity. Mm-hmm. We faked the pandemic for publicity oh, totally. to cancel our wedding to feature in the Guardian. Look, isn't it? Didn't it work well for you? Yeah, it's great. I'm very happy. Mm. I totally <laughs> forgotten about that. Well, actually, th- th- there's every reason I should have forgotten about it, but maybe not every reason you should have forgotten about it. But. <laughs> Obviously, I need to care more about my publicity stunts. <laughs> exactly. Get onto your PR person and let them yeah, sort that out. Mel to manage my private life. Exactly. Yes. She's down the country. She sent me a, a snap. She was down in uh, Kerry, I think, and it looked very nice. Oh, gorgeous. Mm. Gorgeous. I wish there was a word. There. I don't know if there is a word. When when someone's down in Kerry and I feel this way, I'm not. It's like a happy jealousy. It's like I'm not jealous of her. I would love to be where she is, but I don't covet what she has. But I'm happy for her. But I wish I also had it. I wish there was a word that meant that. You're just a nice person. It's a happy jealousy. Yeah. Uh, What's next? Wildcard. Wildcard. Former stage manager to U2 and Nirvana is rescued by Kinsale or an ally after 52 days alone at sea from the Independent. Former live production manager who worked with Nirvana, Prince, U2, all the big, all the big fellas, has thanked Kinsale or an ally for rescuing. He was alone for 52 days. Pete Courier was picked up by the crew after 30 days without any engine or battery power on his boat. He was attempting to sail from Grenada to Wales and he lost all power three weeks into the journey, which you'd think would have been really frightening and stressful. But he says, this is how you know you work in live music. He says he doesn't really get stressed, though he was grand. It's right. fine. He only feared for his life once during a Force 8 storm. So he thought his boat might disintegrate. It's called the Sea Symphony. That will scare you. That would be really scary, but he says he's never really worried about anything in his life, so the dangers didn't cause him major upset, so the threat of imminent, imminent doom did not cause him 
major upset, which is great. He happened to come into Irish waters at the weekend and most of his his, uh, his sails were destroyed. No hope of making it to Wales, but as it happens, his family lives here. So they were there to greet him and all was happy. But I cannot imagine, it doesn't go into detail about like if he had any form of phone charging devices that still worked. Uh, the power was gone, of course, so we couldn't have. So that would have been boring, worrying, and uh, I would have found that terrifying. And he was just between Ireland and, and the UK, was it? Yeah. Uh, and You'd swim it faster than that. <laughs> but 52 days is a lot of days. It is a lot of days. Yeah. And I imagine the food wasn't great either. Well, it depends on if you like fish or not. <laughs> In fact, depends on if you like raw fish or not, By the, if he's no power to cook it. <laughs> And I've also just watched Jaws in the last couple of weeks, so I wouldn't oh, yeah. want to be lost at sea right now. Yes, indeed. You haven't watched Carry On Cleo, though, have you? Not yet, but I will. You I won't. will. But he says all the nicest things in the world about the RNLI, and he's safely reunited with his family. And so all's well that ends well. But that's a long time at sea. It is a long time at sea. There's a mate of mine in the RNLI, Shane. Uh, he's up in Bondoran, and um, they do great work. It shares the, the videos of, of what they do and whatever they do. They really do. And the, I think they're all volunteers as well. But uh, they do fantastic work. I'm going to Bindoran in a couple of weeks' time. Well, there you go. Well, go in and see the tourist officer, Shane Smith. I will. I would love to see Shane Smith. Do. Um, he's a, a, an ex-radio guy. We work together in Q102. And he's a jock and he's, a, he's an engineer and he's a, he's a great guy. Well, I will say hello to Shane. Please do. Right, my wild card. How are we doing for time? I'm trying to think. I still have these 170 hypothetical questions that'll give your brain a workout, and I really liked some of them. I just picked them out, yes. but but I'm not going to do them this week. I'll do them next week. Okay, I really, really, really like this thing, but you're not getting it. Yes, exactly. Okay. It's called hook. <laughs> <clears throat> it's to make sure you're coming back next week, Neve. <laughs> I'll be here. Well, you, where I live. you will be now. Um, <laughs> so my wild card is this. We spoke about um, about. Uh, goldfish earlier on. Yes, did we, we speak did. before about how big goldfish can get? No, but it is a topic that fascinates me. I was of the view that they grow to their environment, and I think I've seen. Have you been in the Black Rock Clinic? No, not for a very. I visited someone there. Yeah, once. same here. But, but when you go inside, they have a little, a little kind of a lake thing, uh, very posh, and they have, I think, carp and goldfish, and they're huge. I know carp are very big. Yeah. But I've, yeah, how, I've seen big goldfish and I've seen goldfish that eat other goldfish and it's all very sinister. Oh yeah, they're cannibals. So the Virginia Department of Wildlife Resources says that on May 22nd, Jeremy Fortner, he arrowed a three pound nine inch goldfish from Hunting Creek, a tributary of the Potomac River. It was 16 what? inches long. Jesus. And had a girth of nearly 15 inches. Wow. I've seen I really the want to Google this instantly. It's, because I want to see what it looks like. It's enormous. Is it just like a normal goldfish? It looks less gold than a goldfish, but still you can see that it's a goldfish. And they, they did, I think they, did they do DNA or something on it, just to be sure, to be sure. Um, it's recognised as the current Virginia Archery State record goldfish. So he shot it, he did it with a, with a bow and arrow. But regardless wow. of that, it was, I, I don't care about that. It was more about the size of it that I was interested in. I have a, a friend who had a goldfish. She claims it was a goldfish. I'm not a fish expert. Uh, I like sushi that's where it goes <laughs> but not a fish expert but she claims that it was a goldfish she had and they must have had him for about 25 years yeah. and I don't know if this is possible this was a big goldfish and they gave him friends and he ate his friends alright and he just wanted to be alone yeah. and I was extremely upset when he died because I thought you know his name was Fish 
Well, that's a good I name for a fish. Felt a real affinity with them. I had I had one I think for about eight or nine years. They they can live. Some of them. One I remember having one. I went on holidays and came back. But we were we had four I think. Right. Went on holidays and came back. They they try and jump out of the bloody of the yoke. It's not very clever. It's not clever at all. And one of them had no. jumped. Like there were three, and I was kind of looking going, and it wasn't a big whatever they're in um, I couldn't see the fourth one and eventually um, I, I found him under like on the other side of the kitchen underneath mm. a, a, a thing sushi time yeah, nah it was it was kind of a black goldfish at that stage because I couldn't you know it was away on holidays and whatever but jumped out they did try and jump out wow I had goldfish as a kid but I don't remember them ever lasting very long generally I would have been the same but, but these ones I, I got when my kids were young and they did tend to last one or two of them lasted a really long time. I bet that you bought them and the kids were going to clean them out and then you ended up cleaning it out that every single time. That would be correct. That's what I thought. <laughs> that would be what had happened. You caved. <laughs> um, no option. It was either have a load of dead fish or clean it yourself. <laughs> they get huge though. Uh, well, this they one freak me out a little bit and I don't I get a bit freaked out by dead fish the reason I, I would be hesitant to get them for kids is because I don't want to have to scoop out dead fish there is that but I mean obviously you're not that freaked out by dead fish you're a fan of sushi I like a nice prepared dead fish <laughs> and I'm okay at fishing uh, I mean because my family are avid fisher folk oh very good and that's what they're doing right now actually and everyone in our family likes rugby and fish uh, and so I don't like either of those things on purpose ah. just to be awkward and I'm getting better at looking at fish in person very good, good. Yeah. but I like diving I like snorkeling and scuba diving I like and fish in their natural habitat looking at, looking at live fish and then eating them yeah. afterwards yeah it's the natural order in their natural sushi habitat delicious exactly yes. <laughs> cannot wait this is it Get back into sushi restaurants. We're, we're at thirty. We're up just over thirty minutes. Um, you've you've had your first now, haven't you? Your first jab. I have had my first jab. So we're uh, looking forward everyone- to to the day you have your second, and then two weeks later you're back in here, madam. Unbelievable! I can't wait. It's been a long, um, sad, lonely Zoom season. <laughs> so <Yes. laughs> I can't wait, and I'm really looking forward to putting um, an outfit on. Ooh, an outfit. If it isn't a t-shirt and leggings. An outfit. An outfit. I have some of them. Let me... <laughs> I don't know if I could still put them together. I vaguely remember you in an outfit. Yeah, I don't really remember it, but I have the, the remnants of it in a wardrobe, so they may come out. Well, I'm thoroughly looking forward to it. Yes, me too. I'm looking forward to having really good quality sound. God, this is it. Um, and, and no delays. Tea. <laughs> and a cup of tea beforehand and afterwards. We'll, tea before and after and during. Exactly. Really the podcast, yes. I, as the great man once said, we leave it there, so. Well, I thoroughly enjoyed chatting to you, even if it wasn't in person today. Exactly. And I look forward to doing it again next week. And we will do. Um, if you have any suggestions or stories, look at at uniquemedia.ie. We're on Twitter, at look at podcast. And I presume, I think Mel is back on Sunday. So normal service should resume on Twitter during the week. Thanks, Mel. Sorry for everything. (laughs) Thank you, Mel. Subscribe and leave a rating review on your podcast platform of choice, wherever that may be. There you go. I have been Al Dunn. I have been Neve Bennett. But this has been Look at Realism. We'll chat to you next week. Bye. Look it. 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 Realism. Produced by Unique Media.